2: Hello and welcome to the Money
0: Talks podcast. We are going to be covering Liverpool's recruitment policy in the FSG era. And uh, the point of the podcast really is to look back over time and just see if there's been any, you know, Darwinism or evolving going on. And if not, we can, um, we can call it out. But we, I'm sure there'll be plenty of um, interesting tidbits on this show and analysis. And obviously the man whose show it is, I'm hosting Mo. Welcome to your own show.
1: <laughs> thank you guys yeah um, not nice to uh, have the show on the other foot and uh, be a guest um, on hosting duties. so yeah really uh, looking forward to this one it's, it's something that you know we've done in the past and uh, produced some really good analysis and some interesting uh, conclusions from that analysis uh, for our subscribers and listeners in years gone by so yeah I think we'll be sharing some one or two uh, interesting insights during this
0: Brilliant. We also we we also have the the numbers man. Um it's Mr. Dan Mr. Dan I was gonna call him Darth Kennett then it was a bit sad but Darth, welcome to the show. Are you gags? Yeah, this Hi. is gonna be interesting because we do wanna see if there's any trends you have picked up on or anything you've seen in the numbers if that's changed, that would be really good. So let's let's um let's dive right into this. Shall we start right at the beginning? Um of the FSG era, which was really the Camoli, we, we've got. I've put a, like a process tab on the end of this this spreadsheet, <laughs> uh, as in what process were we following? And this was the Camoli process. Shall we call it the Camoli? The Camoli. Well, I think
3: it's got to be the Moneyball process because that's all it was. Yes. we well, I mean, think back to ten years ago, it was Moneyball, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, wasn't it? And um, oh yeah. Um, I, I, I guess um, <clears throat> the, the it was what was clear straight away. Was that they had some ideas in mind from American sports primarily which they wanted to bring into in, into into soccer um and um you know such as a a separate head of recruitment sporting director technical director, general manager as they're called in baseball as they used to working with uh, over there uh, and also um um it's so all like maybe more of a coach structure coach. Coach structure, coach manager structure, um, and uh, also the analytics and the analytics side just became known as as Moneyball because that's what was the zeitgeist at the time. Because there was a movie at the time starring Brad Pitt just about this time, in you know, and it was everywhere. And uh, the Red Sox had like just won the World Series for like the third time, I think, as well. I, I kind really of stuff.
0: Enjoyed the movie as well. To be honest, Moneyball. it was good
3: crack, wasn't it? it really...
0: Yeah, yeah, it was really good, really good. So, if you haven't, if you do want to, you know not spend time reading like me and be lazy and just watch the film. Just do that. It's fine. It's
3: John fine. Henry gets himself be played by somebody at the end of the film. He's actually in that film at the end just for the last <laughs> 15 minutes, isn't
0: he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, um, uh, so the Camoli era, Mo, um, I'm not sure if you split it up this way in your, in the finances, but this was essentially 2010. And eleven and sorry, two, the seasons 10-11 and eleven, twelve. Uh, basically, in terms of us spending in the transfer market. So, yeah. what was for the? Oh, you have split it up. Okay. So, what was um, what was it like then in those in those years in terms of what was the club earning? What were the wages like and the turnover and all that? Let's let's do that first.
1: Yeah. So um, I've carried out um, analysis for the full season of 2010-11 onwards uh, through till the last set of published accounts which relate to 2020-21 um so 10-11 is you know all of our listeners will be aware was the season when we had that change of ownership for the first um several months of that season uh, we saw the dying days of Hicks and Gillette before they were ousted um and obviously were replaced by what then were known as um, New England Sports Ventures, I think, NESV. Um, yeah. So that that's the name that they went by at that point. And uh, the analysis for 10-11 was interesting in that um, our turnover for that season was 184 million. Um, which seems paltry now compared to the numbers that we talk about these days. But uh, the wages bill um, in total, so this is for all staff, not just for players, by the way, was 135 million. So wages to turnover as a ratio was 73 percent. Now, you know, for those that listen regularly to money talks, I have said that the, the sweet spot for clubs is Probably just under sixty percent, and ideally even below fifty percent. Um, but certainly, Liverpool Football Club um, has generally aimed to get between fifty-five and sixty percent most seasons under FSG. But they began—they began with a high figure of seventy-three percent. Now, what I have then done is looked at um, the club's payments as well as receipts from transfer activity. Now. I mean, there are various sources for for some of this information around transfer fee spend, and you hear the term net spend used quite often. But what I've done is go to the official set of accounts, looked into the cash flow statement um, to obtain these figures, and what it shows is that for that season, um, payments towards transfers amounted to eighty nine million, and the proceeds we had from sales amounted to forty nine million. So there's a difference there of 40 million, and and the bulk of that 49 would have re- related to uh, the sale of uh, Torres, who, who, as we know, went in January um, 2011, and uh, his departure followed shortly thereafter with the incomings of Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll. But when you uh, factor in the 40 million pound net payments towards transfer activity as well as the wages of 135, and you relate that to turnover, the total ratio is 95%, which means that every £1 that the club earns, 95 pence of that went towards either wages or towards transfer fees. And that then meant very, very little left to cover an assortment of other costs: um, agents' fees, um, the upkeep of Anfield, um, the upkeep of um, Kirby, and obviously in those days we had Millwood, and um, you know all, all the other kind of costs that are associated
3: with running a don't football club. Those, uh, don't forget all those Dallas architect plans, no Oh
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> which. which Oh my word! Only only cost sixty nine million pound in impairment fees a couple of years later. But so the, the point being, in twenty ten eleven, FSG inherited somewhat of a mess, and they had to tighten the ship. Otherwise, based on the trajectory, uh, we we were in, in very shaky Everton esque ground, and we we had to move away from that and achieve a more financially stable footing very very quickly in order to even consider be able to compete never mind to compete with um you know our our rivals uh, whereas the following season in 11 12 um there was a little bit more by way of stability so that season's accounts related to 10 month periods so up until 10 11 our annual accounts went up to the end of July, but then from 11 12 onwards, we moved our accounts in line with most other football clubs in England where the accounts go up to the 31st of May. Because normally, nearly every year, the season is over by the end of May, and um, that 10 month period saw turnover at 169, wages at 119, which saw a ratio wages to turnover of 70%, slightly better than the previous year. However, Um, In terms of transfer fee payments and proceeds, um, the net net difference was only 14 million, which meant if you add that to the wages um, and relate that to turnover, the um, overall ratio was 79%, which was a big improvement already on the 95% from the previous year. So within its first full year, FSG will already start to make a mark uh, by reining in um, spend on transfers. As well as um, ensuring that the wage bill um, was reasonable relative to turnover.
0: Darth, there's some really interesting points from mm. um, from Mo there, and I think they point to a lot of what happens then in eleven twelve. We've even I'm I'm shocked at eleven twelve was forty five million, um, you know, in terms of fees and then proceeds of thirty one. But let's let's talk about what we did, in terms of um, you know, in terms of players bought over those two years in that commode, in that money ball era, shall we?
3: Yeah, um, I guess the first thing is that I always had a mantra for this when FSG came took over that for our for our state of our club, I said we've got a Champions League wage bill with a Europa League squad. We had we had so many. Terrible contracts. We had massively overpaid for mediocre players. I mean, the the, the pinnacle of it was the uh, the Hodgson summer and the Christian Pearslow. We you know, we, ended, we signed Joe Cole, made Joe Cole the the, the club's highest paid player, and um, plus players like Paul Konchesky and Milani Ivanovich on a free transfer on extremely high wages. Um, and you know, there were so many of these types of deals. It, it was quite quite staggering that the the amount of. The lack of value, should we say, Gags, that we were getting from that wage bill in, when they took over.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. It's, um, oof, I mean, who, who, who were the type of players that they got rid of that, that summer in 10-11? That's what we want to try and quickly look at. Um, uh, it was Torres Babel. Uh, looks like he went, I think. Um, well,
3: Konchesky and Jovanovic only lasted a year. Yeah. And there was a lot of there was and so did so did Poulson. It was almost like let's just get them out, at almost at any cost, right? Uh, and just to get them off the wage bill, to, so they could come stabilize.
0: Yeah, there was a whole load of players. I mean, in a short space it's, of time for for for, for Sir Kenny, there was you know twenty three players, you know, in and out.
3: Absolutely, I mean, and and this is just just a, just on most fantastic last pod he did with Stefan Siminski. Um uh, w- One of the things that why Siminsky's stuff he did looked at with um, with wage spend versus success, it, why it was so, why it's so enduring is because it's a proxy for talent. There's an assumption that talent is paid in accordance with uh, its ability, and therefore when you rank play, when you rank squads in terms of their um, wages. there should that should be an approximation for the level of talent in that squad. But then you do get exceptions from time to time, and Liverpool ten eleven would definitely be one of those. A bit like Man United now. Gags. I, I'm Everton now. Like, I vote, yeah. So Gags uh, uh, Mo already said that you know were a bit Everton esque when they. Talk, I know that was a really nicely way to put it. <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean, is because you're paying the wages, but you're not, you haven't got the requisite amount of talent for the wages that you're paying.
0: No, no. Uh, I mean, Stevie was on stupid money, crazy when he was, not he as well at this point. And I think over eleven, twelve, maybe that, maybe actually it's later. Which was the year where was it the first Brendan year where Suarez was going to going to go to. Um, that the 40 million and one thing happened in yeah, yeah yeah that's where suarez and gerrard's wages got pumped up because yeah and, and a actually,
3: had a renewal and the, and the, and the it's as well
0: really interesting because they yeah you'll see it actually you'll see it come up in in a bit on when mo goes through the brendan era the pump from this year to the next but um Anything else on the players? I mean, it's, the, 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 there were some interesting things in terms. I guess, of that I guess the Indians ultimate
3: and... one. I guess the ultimate one is Andy Carroll because yeah. you know they, 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 they've only been in they've only been in the club three months. Um, there's been no no time for anybody to bed in. N- nothing like what we do today, and effectively you were relying on a gut gut instinct call from Kamoli and or Kenny on that player. And it turned out to be a terrible call, um, for every, you know, um, in in terms of the value what we paid for Carroll. You could say we got a really good sale fee for Torres, which we did. But look at it with hindsight, that the, the, the Carroll deal, um, it, it just didn't it, it didn't come off. And you know, the question is, you know, look, maybe the biggest comparison would be Todd Bowley at Chelsea now. You know there there's rumors of him potentially signing Ronaldo, wasn't there last week? because that's the kind of thing and maybe a new owner does, and he makes a complete horlicks of it, trying to make a statement almost
0: absolutely absolutely, and I think when we look back at some of these players, I remember us talking about it back in the back in the day because we were we were actually on a i at this point a i had kicked off um early two thousand eleven, and so that summer was the first summer we'd covered in terms of um you know um players bought and stats being available to the public because that's when AI started and we yeah. literally february the 6th 2011 so just as Kenny had come in and we beat Chelsea on the day it was uh, when torres you know torres first game or chelsea was against liverpool at stamford bridge and we beat them uh 1-0 and that was AI's first day of covering um you know stats on twitter and I remember that that summer we talked about Henderson and Downing. And remember, we, we, we tried to look at what Camoli was doing by looking at Optostats. Yeah. And those two were the, the best, the most creative yeah. in 1011 for Villa and. Um... Charlie Adam as well. Oh, yeah, Charlie Adam too. So for Villa and Sunderland yeah. and Blackpool, was it? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, they tried. They tried to do something, didn't they? They yeah. tried, but it wasn't the right way
3: no and i think um, and and the fact that camoli was sacked in april 2012 um tells you that um nobody was happy behind the scenes about what had happened and i think i think there's two there's two things i would make first of all is that it's come it's really come come clear it's in some some of um, them camoli's follow-on jobs that he isn't particularly good um, at using analytics in in his job, maybe he wanted to trumpet himself this way as the Billy Bean, and you know when we when he hired him. But in, with hindsight, his record isn't particularly good. His strengths were always as a scout, particularly of young players. I mean, that's how he made his break for Arsene Wenger in the mid-noughties, wasn't it? Signing some real gems uh, from 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 League does
0: Credit for Suarez. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah, he does. does
3: for sure, but. In terms of the analytics, um, I mean maybe you could say that Torres was a, was a scouting sign in rather than a, a data sign in, but and the other thing that was well gags is that the data wasn't rich enough back then. We know now we, now we know what we now know now. We know that we A, we weren't collecting the right things, B it wasn't impossible possible to look at what some of the things that we needed to look at. And uh, yeah, so it was like you said, they tried to make some decisions based on the data that they did have and um I said the only one that possibly had any Merit uh, was Craig Bellamy, other than other than Suarez. I mean, un- Hen-
0: un- unbelievable T- failures apart from two. That's that's mad. Yeah, right? I mean,
3: Henderson's been a long-term success, but remember that um, in his first summer that um, Brendan wanted to sell him. Yeah. So, but he became a long-term success, obviously, but not yeah, in those, no, not, not in those early years.
0: Yeah, £16 million, pounds, £16.2 million for for Hendo. Mo, any thoughts on the Camoli era in terms of players incoming and outgoing for yourself before I just do a couple of little tidbits?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, one of the things that was clear was that, um, that the manager um, still had a considerable say over recruitment and, mm. you know, I think that, that's a subject that's been long discussed is, you know, ha- how successful a club can be recruitment-wise um, if if the manager has a very significant say, uh, and I, th- I think that's where perhaps Kamoli did slightly fall victim. Um, is that you know there were you know different voices, different opinions about the the right approach to sh- uh, recruitment, and maybe Kamoli's um, vision didn't quite win through. You know, in certain key positions, and that's why we perhaps ended up with the kind of window that we had. Back in summer 2011, I think it was, yeah. and um, obviously that continued during the Brendan era, which we'll come on to. Um, but you know, it's when we saw a shift, um, you know, where where that sporting director really, you know, made the role his own, and you know, his influence grew. That our recruitment and the hit rate improved with it. So, you know, it, it shows that there was that evolution from from those early days um, by some I, of the evidence that we saw I in those
3: agree early, with that Mo. I, I agree. 100% agree with that because you, you know you're not going to get Camoli is not going to challenge a club legend is he no but no but, yeah.
0: no but Darth at the time when we did look at it we did look at whilst Kenny did have you know, what he wanted to do in terms of strategy and cross it in. And so maybe the strategy came from Kenny in terms of, yeah. you know, I want people to create, I won't be able to cross, I won't be able to, and we obviously we bought Carol. So we yeah. need someone to put the ball in for him to score. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what did we go and do? We used the analytics to go get the best people that cross the most. Hendo, yeah. <laughs> Downing, the people that create the most, Hendo, Downing, Adam, yeah. you know, at the time, at the time it sounded, it was sound strategy it didn't work is the, no. is, is the different What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at is, here. yeah. Okay. I'll give you that try yeah. to use some sort of a method to, to the madness. If that makes sense. Yeah. There was, yeah, some I, I, I,
1: I guess, uh, sorry guys. I, I guess the, the kind of criticism that was leveled, even at that time was maybe though that strategy was sound, it's perhaps whether it was tinged by, by British philosophy now, if, if yeah. there may have been true to that, there may not have been true to that, but, you know, if there was true to that, you know, we may have missed out, for example, on an Eden Hazard and ended up getting a Stuart Downing. Um, you know, so, so who, who yeah, knows that was, where...
3: That yeah. was a criticism at the time, wasn't it? They're, the fans call, A lot of the fans called it the Buy British policy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, but, yeah let's know. talk about that, because we had, what, what, we had uh, Andy Carroll already in, but that summer we went... Uh, one, two, three, four British players. Yeah, yeah, mm. and three, three friends with Jose Enrique Quartez and Doni. And Quartez, and, <laughs> and 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 you, you
3: had a reserve goalie and, and, and a youth and prospect centre back, yeah. so it doesn't really count, does it? Only, True. only Enrique, and he was already playing in the Premier League.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, the uh, fact uh, that, yeah. I
3: think the fact that Camoli was sacked in April 2012 tells, tells you me everything. tells you everything you need to know.
0: Yeah, there was yeah. a net yeah. spend of. Um, I think 38.62 million in this era. And um, the average age was 25 years old. So we hadn't quite hit that sweet spot yet either, you know. Still huh. not bad, not bad. And I think the average spend, net spend on a player was 1.68 million, guys. So over... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty mad, right? So I think Kenny bought in uh so Kenny bought in what what's the count here? Eight players. So with the outgoings and the money and mostly Torres really, paid for took the money out, but um one point six eight million per player. That's that's pretty mental. That's something to note, okay folks, if you're listening, one point six eight million is the average net spend per player for that era. Okay, so that's the Camoli Moneyball era. So how do we want to split this next thing, guys? Um, do we just do, would it be easier just to do Brendan Rodgers' era and then Jurgen Klopp uh, and up to up to the end of the season, you know, with Edwards? Because obviously yeah. it I I I might the, be easier to do managers rather than... I
3: just want to throw a name in, right, for you, which you might have forgotten all about, Gags. Jen Chang. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jen <laughs> like, Chang. <I'm, laughs> now, no, hang on. Hired. Did you get it,
0: me what I said? Oh shit! Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jen
3: Shank hired May 2012, and he was sacked in in, in November 2012. So only six six, six glorious months. Um, but he was involved in that first summer of Brendan, and there were rumours that he was the he was the one who was behind the signing of Usama Asaedi from um, from Holland. Uh, anyway, that, I don't know if that's ever been proved, but that was a rumour. But um, right. so there was there was no. There was no director of football in place at this point. Michael Edwards had come with Camoli. Nobody had been appointed in its stead, and the committee hadn't yet been formalized. so there was a complete vacuum in in that in, in summer twenty twelve Do you remember Brendan's first press conference
0: oh dear i don't I tried to forget it to be honest.
3: just the tension straight away with Ian E when you did a joint press conference with Ian. Eyre. And air was waffling on around a sort of kind of a collegiate approach and a considered approach, so obviously f s g decided we're not going to be reliant on one man's say so to spend thirty five million anymore we 're going to have this we're going to check some balances and stuff like the that committee. yeah and then but the committee wasn't in place until about November that year, so after the mm-hmm. summer window and so and the, the yeah. and the upshot was we we signed loads of players that the manager knew from his previous clubs
0: exactly, but before we get to that let's just get Mo to give us his Brendan era overall numbers. And um, then we can, then we can really dig deep, Darth into, into that. those. Yeah. For the numbers,
3: years. we should definitely keep it the whole era for sure.
0: Yeah. Go for oh, okay. it. Go for it, uh, Mo.
1: Right. So, um, summer 2012, Brendan joins us. And uh, at that point, we do see our turnover at the top of the 200 million marks. So we, for 2012-13, um, generate turnover of $206 million. Um, As far as I can recall, we, we didn't have any European football that season, so it was purely uh, domestic um, competitions that generated our uh, turnover in terms of broadcast revenue. Um, commercially, we were starting to see a little bit of growth um, with uh, the new deal we had with uh, Warrior, and um, on top of that, uh, matchday income was um, relatively healthy uh, by Premier League standards. So $206 million is where we came in at that season. Uh, wages, though, um, hadn't seen an appreciable sh- uh, increase. Um, they they were around $132 million. So what it meant is that the wages to turnover ratio for that season was 64%, which is slightly on the high side, but, but not obscenely high by any means. Um, our income and um, expenditure when it came to transfer fee payments, which has again uh, as I mentioned earlier come from the club 's official accounts from its cash flow statement and this it 's important to state is different to amortization amortization is a f- is a term that 's often bandied about when it comes to the subject of transfers, but it 's actually to do with the accounting treatment for a transfer. So, for example, when we sell a player, we recognise that the net um, uh, income in, in full. So, when Felipe Coutinho was sold to Barcelona, um, his net book value was negligible, and yet we sold him for uh, clearly over a hundred million pounds. So, the accounts for for that season when he was sold um, reflected a gross profit, sorry, a net profit for the club of. I think it was $106 But that that was um, really kind of skewing skewing the actual position. So what I am referring to here when I talk about transfer fee payments and proceeds is the actual cash movements, which is a far more um, realistic uh, representation of money going out from the club and money coming into the club when it comes to the matter of transfers. So for that first season under Brendan... We we had 60 million going out, which, by the way, would have included some of the um, transfers from the previous window from summer 2011, uh, because as we've talked about regularly, um, transfer fee payments are often staged over two, three, four different um, payments, and on top of that, clearly we we had some incomings with the likes of Joe Allen and Barini um, in that summer 2012 window. Um, Proceeds from sales was a relatively small amount of only sixteen million, which meant that the net amount of payments was forty four million, which represented twenty one percent of the uh, turnover for that season. Which meant that the 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 overall ratio I talked about earlier, which is net transfer fee payments and wages relative to turnover, increased to eighty five percent, which was pretty high. The following season... And
0: Mo, before you yeah. go on to next season, that year, there was European football. We were in the Europa League. It was the next year that we weren't. So we got knocked out by St. Zinsberg. Uh, Saint- is it No, St. Peter's? yeah. Zinitz, St. Peter's. Zenith St. Peter's. That's the one where, the, where Suarez had that free kick, amazing free kick, wasn't it? And we went out, I think, um 3-1 on away goals. We went out on... um away goes to lost two nil away three one at home right but also i think that raise is because we tried to keep mo that um Suarez that year right i think or was it the next year in the that league? was the following season now. oh yeah that was thirteen
1: fourteen. Okay.
0: okay yeah
1: that's it so 13 14 um was the start of a new three-year premier league deal um for, for broadcast rights which resulted in turnover increasing by approximately 25%, despite the lack of any uh, European football, as you, as you rightly point out. So, 256 million in turnover, wages uh, were 144 million. Um, so, the wages to turnover ratio was 56%, which was far healthier. Um, on the transfer fee, uh, Front, we saw payments of 67 million versus proceeds of 13. So net transfer fee payments amounted to 54 million, which was 21% of turnover. So the gross um, ratio of uh, transfer fee payments and wages relative to turnover was 77%, which was an 8% improvement on 12 13. 13 14. Um, I believe, was the season when we really started to phase in incentivized contracts. And though uh, incentives by way of bonus payments had existed for many years prior to FSG coming along, what FSG looked to really put an emphasis on was heavily incentivized contracts where the, the base wage may be relatively low compared to, other clubs such as a Manchester United or a, a, a Chelsea or a Manchester city, but the bonus payments that were on offer were very attractive. Uh, and the, 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 logic behind it, which I think partly came from baseball was that, you know, the, the more success you have on, on the field, the more a player is rewarded. And obviously we had a discussion, did, um, uh, the good professor Simon, uh, Stefan and I about this subject, um, which, um, where his view was, uh, you know, it, it perhaps doesn't work quite in, in the way that, um, FSG feel, but the, nonetheless, FSG did phase this in, um, in, in that season. And it was only going, going to be another two, three years after that. We were going to really see the full effects of that. Um, but 13, 14, um, we started to see somewhat of a turnaround and then 14, 15, which was the final season under Brendan, um, turnover, um, came just shy of 300 million wages um, were 166 million. Um, So there was about um, a 15% increase in the wages bill. Um, But, the wages turnover ratio still remained healthy at fifty six percent. Transfer fee payments um, amounted to ninety six million. Um, summer twenty fourteen, as you all remember, was a season when we lost uh, Suarez but brought in uh, various players to replace him, um, such as Adam Lallana, um, Dejan Lovren, and all of other Dave Hendrick's favourites players. Um, so. With that incoming set of players, we, we splashed out ninety six million that season. Um, proceeds were thirty seven million, which then had a net transfer fee payments figure of fifty nine million. So when you look at wages and net transfer fee payments combined relative to turnover, it was coming in at seventy six percent. So um, it was it was starting to now become a, a little bit more uh, stable. Uh, in in terms of our overall finances, um, which which was a good thing because obviously it was that season that we then commenced work on the main stand expansion, which was a very, very significant project. And we needed to ensure that the finances were in a healthy state in order to ensure that the expansion and that £110 million investment would not have a detrimental effect on player wages and funds available for transfers, so that that was a general trend. It was really about bedding in this financial model and starting to phase in incentivized contracts and seeing what the, kind of the what the benefits of that would be. But it was only after a change in manager that we would really
0: see the the fruits of that. Thank you so much, Mo, for that That's amazing. Um, as you can see, Darth, this is now where we're in the committee phase. But the finances are coming into, you know, thanks also to the Premier League contracts for sure. Uh, that gave us that bump up uh, yeah. one of the years. Uh, really helped FSG. Really, the timing of that was a little bit of luck involved as well. We have to say, don't <clears throat> we? That allows them to get this ship to where they want they want it to be. Looking at what mo has been telling us in terms of the numbers and raise some of those fees up in terms of what they're they're spending on um especially after two thousand eleven twelve where it was a you know net transfer fee payments of fourteen million the next three were forty four fifty four fifty nine you know much healthier right yeah much much healthier so yeah, thanks a little bit to the premier league but um let's 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 shift our focus then on um this Brendan era and the players coming in, and you, you you, started it off really nicely early and I had to cut you off yeah. uh, at that at that first window, which, looking at it, is horrific. Yeah. You know, Joe Allen, Sahin, Asaidi, and Yesil. Well, Sahin alone, loan,
3: um, to be fair. Yeah, um, but we paid yeah.
0: £4.2 million for the loan, dude. Was it?
3: Yeah. Again, that was another one that was rumoured from Chen um, um, Chang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sahin and, and, and Asaidi and, and Yesil. Uh, was was was, was Zheng Chang as well, but yeah, Barini and um, Barini and Joe Allen was very much, uh, very much Brendan. Um, Swansea boys, tiny, tiny, you know, good, te- great technicians, gags.
0: Yes, but not very talented. No, uh, for, to try and get yourself into the Champions League. Now, um, when did? Can you tell me when Michael Edwards joined the club? He joined when Damien Camoli did
3: um oh, but he, okay. he 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 based but he he joined they came as a pair from from Tottenham um hmm. and um he'd been at Portsmouth as well with him uh sorry um, he'd, he'd been at Portsmouth under Harry Redknapp um but yeah he came as came at the same time and um but he was only very much in the um in the in the analyst team he was just a regular analyst at that point i believe you know, when did in that he become
0: department? senior technical analyst
3: uh, maybe maybe it's somewhere you know around this time because the um the committee was launched in November and there was the it was the head of scouting um, I can't remember his name now um and there there, there, there there was two guys we got from Man City. Uh, and then and, and Michael Edwards plus then Ianair uh, for the negotiation side and um, and the only Brendan. The reason
0: I ask is because this was the point where we did one of the best January transfer windows ever. Well, quite in, yes. In terms of sturridge and <clears throat> Yep. Um, and you know that that obviously does point at a little bit of a change there from your summer to your winter well, window.
3: Do you know uh, yeah, but do you know why do you know where that we did that brilliant window? Do you, do you know and we needed it desperately because do you know where do you know what where we were on the first of January in the league? Where were we? We had twenty eight points from twenty games.
0: That's horrific. I didn't know. And about we were that. tenth. I didn't we remember were tenth. it was that bad.
3: Yeah. It Jesus. was yeah. Twenty eight points from twenty games and then yeah, and then we signed um we signed um Sturridge and Coutinho, and I think we end up going at two points a game for the rest of the season. We um, and we think we get end up getting sixty
0: one that year, sixty one points.
3: But yeah, pretty much two points a game from that from that that perspective.
0: So again, I mean, the ages there they were they're really good ages though. This is you could see a shift now in terms of um what type of player or what type of age. This is where now it's really kicking in in terms of the the committee and the process in terms of right we're not buying we're not buying players that are older than you know 24 25 if we're spending money on them. Yeah. Uh, Allen 22 Sahin, 23 I see uh, Saidi 24 Yesil 18 Sturridge 23 Katinia 20 Barini 21 you know that's mm. that's and a move away from all british as well there's a nice yeah, yeah. mix there in terms of you know a couple of brits in there but players from everywhere really that yeah, and really I think uh, to, to be
3: fair, right, we'll, we're not going to have many kind words to say about Ian Air, but I think um, he was in the after after Camoletti went, he was in the position of the chief negotiator role for pretty much best part of four years. Um, but you know, this was probably his finest hour was going to um, going to Inter and basically coming back with Felipe Coutinho because he offered them an upfront payment. He offered all the cash upfront, or you know, it changed the instalments package, and and we got and we got Coutinho, so. Amazing. And um and yeah. and, and, and by by buying Catinio, you know, that is that is the ultimate FSG money ball sign in. If you could say show me you know, if you know, Siri, show me a money ball sign in, it w- it would pretty much be Coutinho.
0: Yeah, that's our best, isn't it? In terms of what we did. Um So then we move on. Thirteen fourteen. Um a freebie in terms of Touré, Sissoko, Victor Moses was a loan. Was it no, was yeah. Was that a loan? Yeah alone. Uh Thiago Llory, Luis Alberto, uh Simon Mignolet, Iago Aspas and Mamadou Sakho. Like that is a lot of players actually. Um Yeah. So, but, I think but again, quality.
3: Yeah. And I think um, this is I think this is the equivalent of Camoli 20 Summer 2011 where the committee are given nearly all the authority to make analytics based signs, data driven sign-ins.
2: Yeah.
3: And, um, have you got, um, the Serbian lad on there as well? Or was he the well, no, he was the summer after, like Markovic was summer after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was.
0: Um, that's, that's, mate, you don't want to, 2014, 15. No, so, no, 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 yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Is depression zone, to be honest. And, and I
3: think, I think the key thing here is, is that the process is better, but though it needed to be refined because there's absolutely no question that Luis Alberto and Iago Aspas have been gone on to be top players, or, but in the on the continent, um, Luis Alberto is still one of the best midfielders in Serie A. He's still, a, you know, he's a massive data player for Lazio still, and and, he, and and Aspas has been, you know, outside of one or two players, he's pretty much been the highest scorer in Spain for the best part of six or seven years, mm. you know, in, in total goals in La Liga. So the, these were the right players. But due to all the issues with the politic in Brendan not playing the committee players, as we all know, and it was it wasn't an integrated process. So you could sign these players, but if the manager doesn't use them, doesn't rate them, then it's waste.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's the issue. They're completely wasted. It just there was no method. There was no method, and and there was no buy-in. I think that's the key. Where you compare to Klopp now, it's complete buy-in. But there was no buy-in from the manager at all at that process. In that process, and you know, he's vindictive in a way. You know, if he doesn't get his way, he kind oh, of for sure. Out of his way, you know, to, for sure.
3: And to, and the other thing you know, about that, that that mm-hmm. summer was there was some of the players that we were linked with we were targeted by the committee. Right, there was two that I stand out. First of all, was Henrik Mkhitaryan, which was June twenty thirteen. We were, mm-hmm. we tried really hard to get him while he was still in. Uh, for Shakhtar Donetsk, I think it was, and then also Diego Costa, and uh, we offered um, we offered twenty million for him wherever he was. Was it might have been Atletico Madrid, August twenty thirteen, and then I think he went to Chelsea a year later. Um, and but the problem is is that when you've got when you're like tenth in the Premier League, you know, or you've just finished, where did we finish in first Brendan's for sixth or seventh, was it? Um, and um, when you've got a manager like Brendan who's a who's a rookie making his way in the game you haven't got the clout to sign these kind of players um Mkhitaryan and um and um and diego costa so you can you can target you, your, your, pro, your your recruitment can identify the right talent but negotiating that deal and attracting the player to come to
0: you are just as hard completely agree and that that that's a big problem uh, again this year Um, the age, only Kolo Tureva on a free transfer, Liverpool have shown they don't mind an ageing player coming in, Uh, apart from that it was all 25 and below for all the players so again, sticking to that, you know uh, sticking to that process really Um, right, 2014 this is hellacious dude This this, this is hellacious I mean, we're losing Suarez and in come Kevin Stewart Javier Manchillo, Ricky Lambert, Emre Jeanne, Divock Arigi, Alberto Moreno, Mario Balotelli, Lazar Markovic, Dejan Lovren, and Adam Lallana. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to spend £136 million, pounds, that's how you do not spend it.
3: Well, this was the Suarez money. Um, yeah trying to get Alexis Sanchez, not getting Alexis Sanchez for similar, say, C. and C. Costa. Um and then ending up with um, apparently the one time that FSG, de- one of the few times FSG have deviated from their process, they- it came out that Mike Gordon, basically after Brendan got second and 86 points um, in thirteen fourteen, 14 they-, they decided to give him the key to the kingdom so he could bypass the transfer committee. Um and he can get his players in. And you know Brendan's Eye for a player, as we know, as we've seen with Leicester, <coughs> Leicester's recruitment was very good. Gradually over the Brendan era it's got progressively worse. Um yeah. So that that's how you end up with the um the three thousand the three Southampton lads, basically.
0: Jesus. It was horrendous and really, that deserved... I mean, it wasn't even his last bloody window, can you believe it? I mean, <laughs> it still had... The guy still got one more window, and in that window, obviously, he was really... Re- this was... this was. You could tell this was the end. You know, you could tell this was the end. The, the, there was no... Obviously, 2014-15 was bad. You get spanked on the last day by Stoke as well. Then... There were changes coming, and obviously his coaches got sacked. Brendan's at this point. Any, if there was anything good going, there was nothing good in that. What you know, you said that that window because he did so well, thirteen, fourteen, he got the keys to the kingdom right, and yeah. that was the problem. And now, now he's the keys are taken off, or he's he's given half, should I say, of the keys, so he can mm-hmm. choose some players and not. And we ended well, up getting.
3: Yeah, that was yeah. A, we went we were we were we were in full parallel recruitment by that phase. And <laughs> Committee recruitment is, and Rogers recruitment. Is,
0: there were some decent players here, but you know, Benteke's got to be one of the biggest failures more than Carroll even, 41.85 million.
3: You know? I, I, I think the only thing with Benteke is, didn't we get the exact same fee back for him well, a year we later? we I suppose.
0: That was yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. we we which, which did it for Carroll. But we had one of the best signings ever in Firmino, 36. 0.9 yeah. Million. Um, twenty-three years old at the time. Can you believe it? Turned thirty now. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think. I
3: think. I think the other one I just want to mention quickly is that um, we talk about the age of players. Mo was talking about the age of players as well. Um, is that I think this has been a slight, ref, slightly refined process as well because there is there are parallels here with with baseball as well. Is that the age of players when they're too young now rather than like with, especially with Markovic and. Um, uh alberto we got them basically f- with low levels of minutes um from from what you would call second tier leagues i think we got um alberto from barcelona b and now we we um, we do look for more track record if you like if we are going to sign a young player there has to be some kind of more there has to be more robust uh, maybe in the league the quality of the play the league they're in or where they're playing and and, and 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 things like that, and, and maybe we're not quite signing the twenty-year-olds like like back then who were very raw. Um, and with the, so it's almost like reducing the level of risk. I think gags by refining stuff over time.
0: Completely agree, completely agree. So, right um, overall, then in this window, uh, sorry, in this Brendan, should we? say at what Sean's
3: here. posted in the chat.
0: Yeah, a um, famous. We, we, remember, the, we went mad at that. We lost a famous that. hatchet job. The world. Yeah, we, yeah. we went absolutely crazy. But the average spend, net spend of a player, uh, this was the most expensive. Was two point uh, one nine million pounds per player in the Brendan era. Um, it was the most. You know, um, we spent. I think he spent a net spend of three hundred and fifty three million over his time um, at the club. I think Klopp's, Um well, we'll get to Clop in a bit, actually. I won't make any comments. We can talk about that in a bit when we compare them. But 153 million over time. And the average age was pretty decent, actually. 23.06 for Brendan Rodgers um, of players coming in. So you can see now the drop from 25 to 23 in that as, as um, you know, the committee really started to get going in terms of, you know, we are now got Man City guys on board. We've got... Um, You know, um, Michael Edwards on board. That age has really significantly come down. At that point, ready to start buying those next. You know, the next gen players. Mo, anything from you in this on this era? I know you had plenty to say about Brendan at the time, but um, (laughs) 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 last words from you on the Brendan era? um, Show. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. I I think it shows that you know you can have as sound a strategy is you like, but you know if key personnel don 't buy in you know the whole thing can fall apart, and you know that 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 's the the biggest downfall that we had at that time you know the the transfer committee was almost joked uh, you know joked about at that time, yeah. if you remember you know the, oh look at Liverpool football Club you know they 've got one set of people trying to go in one direction you 've got the manager trying to go in another direction. The transfer committee is a joke. It doesn't work. Why are they persisting with it? And yet, for all intents and purposes, we still have a transfer committee and it's proven to be the most successful recruitment approach, arguably, in world football over the last five years. So, yeah. you know, it shows that when everyone buys in and moves in the right and the same direction, that, you know, you can achieve some wonderful things. So, you know, it really shows, you know, how, um, you know, Brent, Brendan was a key, key blocker. Despite at the time, you know, some people being almost distraught that the club was moving him on. Um, But, you know, it proved to be completely the right decision in many, many respects.
3: It was a massive split, though, in the fan base, wasn't there, between committee and and Brendan? To be honest,
0: I look back and I can't believe that there was such a big, 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 big. um, It just shows you that the club, there are some fans that just want to blindly follow the person that's in. You know, and mm. that should never be the case. Never, ever be the case. If there wasn't half a fan base clamoring for this guy to go, you know, it just, I'm just, because it was getting toxic. The fan base was getting toxic mm. in the stands everywhere. It was getting really bad. And you could tell the manager was getting toxic with players, but people still wanted him in. I.
3: April 2015, I was, Gags, your worst ever day as a Liverpool fan, wasn't it? Their semi final at Wembley?
0: yes the fan the first time ever I'd been in a stadium where I'm sitting there and all I see is debris flying over my head and that's that's drinks and food that people didn't drink the whole game because they probably were feeling sick at what they were watching flew over my head onto the Wembley pitch yeah, i just couldn't believe like you know that this team would change formation a million times a seven day. times
3: in the match yeah. yeah i like
0: to say a million because i like to yeah. overdo it but the, the fact was there was no process and we always talk darth about repeatable process and oh, i yeah. always love what mo just said there about buy-in. that's the key thing for any process to work like he said yeah. any repeatable process is buy in is key and that's what leads us on to the next era which there's, is a,
3: there's a, there's a old business saying, isn't there? You want everybody uh, inside the tent. So not only did we not have somebody outside the tent, he was pissing inside the tent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that was my point. Was that I can't yeah. believe when I look back at the fans that were saying, "AI, you're so negative against him. You know, you're going to ruin. You know, fan bases like you or, or fans like you is what ruins. Um, you know, this football club." And I was like, "I'm sorry, that's nonsense. We want this to work." Yeah. And you know, I I just want I just want everybody to know that if there's a fan out there that's upset with the way things are run, you know, whether they're FSG out or not, it it doesn't really matter. They they do love Liverpool. They just it's their way of thinking. Now, what we what what you can't say about us here is that we're not trying to be smart about it. We're literally looking at everything, numbers, and as as AI pro evolved in 2017, um, you know, as Klopp was coming in, so just at the start you can see how what the whole idea was of pro a stat show a fatigue you know a, a fatigue mm. type and it, look how things have become prominent now a finance show yeah. everything that we've done with ai pro has gone on to become very prominent in football or with liverpool fans or what they talk about have you noticed that has anyone noticed that but it,
3: yeah, it's I agree. It literally
0: like there's a trailblaze thing. Now, who was the first? I don't like to really pat my back or my own back or our own back as AI, but we brought stats in to the public domain first and people piggybacked off the idea. Yeah, you did. And, you and actually,
3: guys, it was you. You did it with, with yeah. EPL Index. <laughs> yes, yeah. I,
0: I did it. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And, and I will take that credit. I did it in 2011. The first person who would put in five grand, of his own money in his pocket and said, "You know what? I'm going to create a website and I'm going to yeah. I'm going to literally open this up to the world and John Henry himself subscribed." Yeah. Okay, in 2011. Right. So this is and then people saw it, got the idea, had more money than me, obviously there will be because I was literally an IT contractor trying out a project for the first time. I didn't have any business acumen. I didn't have any idea of how to grow this thing or go get funding or whatever. And that's my downfall, but that's okay. Other people who scored all jumped off the back of that great score created something far superior, far better. And yeah. no shame in admitting that. No shame. And for you, 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 people,
3: EPL Index predates all those things that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The only yeah. other one, First the only other one.
3: one that out there was StatZone. Mm. That was
0: it. No, StatZone Zone came after as it well. It? Yes, StatZone oh. Zone on app came afterwards. Came after EPL Index. Yeah, again another one. Now I'm th- th- just saying that there can be fans upset about things, even though they're smart. It they, they, they doesn't mean that they're they're negative or anti-thinking. They're just trying to be a bit smarter and think about things yeah. outside of the bubble of just blind faith. And I think at Anfield Index with the whole host of us what we try to do is what we're doing here looking at how we process things what how it works what's mm. happened what's the evidence of it you know and that's why sometimes when a stupid thing comes up about Osama Dembele you know like for the one millionth time in five years he's linked <laughs> to you and people still go we're gonna get Dembele you know? and you're like are you dumb man come on <laughs> you what's the anything? process yeah. we don't pay no one 300 grand like uh-huh. literally took us to a year to agree with Mo, you know. Like it just doesn't make sense. So if there's something you take from the pod, it's that be a bit smarter, try and understand how things are working in the club, and apply it to what news is thrown. Not only out by the club, because literally the club will try and take you down another path because they yeah. want to. They want people to think something else. So that's what you need to think and how you think. But let's move on. To, to what just, Mo really? Just before Mo, does, just before Mo
3: does all the just before Mo all the numbers for the for the Klopp era and stuff. I just wanted to say that there, there's a bit of a again that, that that handover period, if you like, between managers. I mean, it was the Nadir, like you said, Gags. That 2015 season was the Nadir for the um, for the committee versus Rogers. I mean, you know, you know, even says on, in the public domain now, thanks to the Daily Mail, a hatchet job that the committee were allowed to buy allowed to buy Firmino on condition that Rodgers could buy Ben Teke. I mean, that is the level. And these are both £30 million players. It's just the level of waste is just astonishing. So we can never hope to fulfil our potential because we weren't maximising our resources ourselves. Um, so, yeah, and then Klopp, um, there's rumours are that Klopp was on sabbatical, wasn't he, that summer because he just left Dortmund. So he wasn't um, prepared to take another job straight away. And then so, so, we, so we end up starting... So we end up starting the sake of the season with Brendan everybody really thought the world and his wife thought he was going to get sacked after Stoke.
0: Mate, there were people praying <laughs> <that>.
3: um,
0: yeah, <laughs> well, I just want to say, I think we've gone a bit longer than i uh, I thought on um, on Brendan and Kenny. Is there any chance we could do a part two separately? I'm not sure how we can because this one's going to take another hour, absolutely going to take an hour on on clop and that's still to two. why not yeah that's yeah, part yeah two that's fine, the thing we've done 48 minutes and obviously sorry guys it's my dad's birthday today so uh, this is to the listeners so i do need to head off but i thought it was really interesting what we've got to and plus when you want to hear the Klopp stuff because it is way more positive but it's interesting there's some interesting years in there where maybe we could have spent a little bit more or could we have and there's a lot of conversations we can have, and I think Mo w- will testify to some of those things. But we can really go through each and every season with, the, you know, proper detail, Darth, because there's some really exceptional seasons here in terms of, in terms of uh, yeah, this is the, this is the good stuff. This is this is the good stuff, and I think we've done yeah, some yeah, of yeah. The, the, the you know the negative parts. The, and I'll, I'll arrange with mm-hmm. you both when that is. I know Mo, you're off on holiday next week. And Darth, I think you might be uh, busy as well. but So you might have to wait a week or so, but that might give us a chance to maybe do some more business and uh, we're, 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 for <laughs> Liverpool to do more business so we can update the numbers a bit more. But, um, yes, yeah, sorry to cut it short, guys, but really appreciate your time so far, Darth and, and Mo. I'll arrange another date for part two. But uh, And sorry to cut short for the listeners, but family matters do come in and i do need to jump out of uh, out the out the door here but um okay thank you so much for this um for appearing on this episode of money talks mo on your own show and uh, darth <laughs> as well <laughs> thank you, you know, for my apologies for cutting it short because i know we were supposed to do this at eight and we've pulled it forward so um, um sorry about that but yes we will be back very very soon hope you enjoyed it give us your feedback if you want us to take any other angle um let us know we'll, we'll do that for the clap era but um yeah we'll remember some of these numbers and make sure we bring them up on the next show too thank you so
2: much uh have a good evening and we'll see you soon we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel